This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening in today on Green Living Ideas, Green Talk Radio. This is Sean Daly, Editor-in-Chief of GreenLivingIdeas.com. And today I have with me as my guest, Aaron Lamstein, who is the CEO of a company called Worldwise. Aaron, welcome to the program. Thanks, Sean. So we're talking today about pet products and pet toys and things like this. And, you know, everybody loves their pets. And pets certainly have uh, an impact in our lives and an impact uh, in the environment with regards to things like uh, pet food and, and toys and, and all the things that we get for our pets because people tend to pamper them and we want to keep them entertained, certainly. So I, I'd love to hear about your background in this industry and how you got into Worldwise and, and some, something about just basically what Worldwise does. Uh, happy to tell you. I actually co-founded the company about 17 years ago. And I co-founded it because a very, an old friend of mine came to me and said that his, his daughters, they were 9 and 11 at the time, they kept coming home and talking about the environment. And they wanted to know why he wasn't recycling more or why he was using paper cups instead of ceramic cups. And he realized that um, just as he grew up in the 60s and brought home a lot of messages to his parents, that his kids were bringing home those same type of messages that were really near and dear to, to, to their heart. And he'd always prom- promised himself when he was younger that if he ever had kids, that he would really listen to them and take that message to heart. So when these, when these two girls, Becky and Deborah were their names, uh, came home and shared this message, he came to me and said, hey, my girls are being educated about this every day in school. They really care about it. And I think there's an interesting business opportunity here. Why don't we look at... Uh, building a company around healthier, more environmentally sustainable products. And, you know, in 15 years from, from, from now, that was 1990, by the way, you know, these kids will be uh, young adults and they'll be the shoppers of tomorrow. And I think we'll have a pretty interesting opportunity to really develop a brand that resonates with an entire generation. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand also that uh, that you and uh, you and Phil were in, a, in the like big brother, little brother. I mean, in the sense of the program uh, in the beginning, and that was how you first met. And then you came in and co-founded it with him at that point. Yeah, that's true. Phil, Phil and I actually had been friends since I was eight years old, and uh, he was my big brother in the Big Brothers of Marin program, and. Um, we stayed in touch all the way uh, through high school and after I graduated college, and we actually started the business in 1990, which was right after I graduated from UCLA. Okay. Uh, and I understand you were quite the uh, environmental entrepreneur even, even before this with, uh, in college and such. Well, I would say I was a socially-minded entrepreneur. So socially-minded as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I, I'm very lucky in that I grew up in a household um, with a mom who uh, was pretty socially progressive and a dad who was uh, very um, sophisticated from a business perspective. So I always sort of had an interest in how do you combine a, you know, sort of a a healthier business opportunity with, you know, an exciting business that one could start and run as as they grew up. So when I started, when I co-founded the company in 1990, you know, we really didn't know how big it would get or 
how many customers we would you know be able to attract, and it's really been um, a pretty exciting ride over the last 17 years. Hmm. I'll bet. So, so how has the company grown, and what have you seen happen in, in the last 17 years? Well, there's, it's been quite an evolution. When we started, and we were out talking to some of the the buyers at some of these large retail chains, they you know some of them thought we were a bit some of those crazy Californians, you know, looking to yeah. promote a promote a product that was certified organic mm-hmm. or made from recycled material. And, you know, over the last 15 years, of course, it's become a much more well-respected and easily understood concept. So, you know, we're, we don't look so crazy more when we come in and talk about why certified organic is important or why recycled content is important. So, you know, we've gone from, you know, a business that was literally, literally, you know, above a garage to, you know, we now produce and ship over a million products a month through uh, just over 30,000 retail stores across the country. Oh, that's phenomenal. That's great. Um, so, and I guess I, we, we've read that uh, Americans are expected to spend over $40 billion a year on pet products and services, and I guess that's double what was being spent 10 years ago. So I'm just curious, I mean, how easy is it right now for consumers to find environmentally responsible pet product options? Well, I'll tell you, fortunately, it's getting easier every day because it used to be something that you would only, uh, you know, a consumer could only find them, say, in their local natural food store if they wanted a an organic or um, a natural or a recycled pet product. But in the last few years, it's really become very mainstream. So, you know, now you'll find products like ours, for example, you know, and certainly in specialty stores like Petco and PetSmart, but also in large mass retailers like um, Walmart and Target, uh, Sam's Club, you know, supermarkets like Safeway or Kroger's and, you know, drugstores like Walgreens or CVS. So we're really seeing it spread out. It's become much easier. There are a lot more products today by certainly by us and by companies like us. So we're, we're pretty excited to see it becoming so, um, so mainstream. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm also curious, uh, there's, uh, you know, there can be a lot of hyperbole in the area of green these days with product packaging and marketing. What, what, what really makes it, products in this category green or not green from top to bottom and through, you know, packaging materials to the actual product itself and its lifetime and the life cycle of the product? Well, it's a great question. And I think consumers do need to be careful when they're out looking at products because um, some, while there are many very high-integrity marketers that are out there really doing the right thing, there are some who realize that, you know, consumers are becoming more and more interested in, in these healthier, more environmentally sustainable options. And some of them, I think, unfortunately, are a little bit optimistic in the claims that they make on their products. <laughs> That's a fair way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. So trying to be politically correct. Sure. So, you know, what, I would say that when a consumer is looking at a product, you want to look at sort of the two most obvious things, right? Um, first, when you're looking at the packaging, you know, the question is, is the packaging, are they, you know, are they using the least amount of packaging possible? Is the packaging ideally made out of a recycled material, like, say, a recycled paper? Um, you know, is it biodegradable after use? Or if not biodegradable, will at least be uh, recyclable, you know, at the end of its, at the end of its life? Uh-huh. Um, and then, frankly, much more important than the package is really what's the product. And I think the first question somebody's got to ask there is, do I really need this product? Is this product actually fulfilling something for me, or in this case for my pet or for my family? So you got to start there. If it's not needed, you probably shouldn't be buying it. If it is needed, then the question becomes, well, hmm, what are the resources that this product is using? You know, how are they harvested from the earth? Because everything is coming from the earth. Ideally, you're using something that is a you know, natural material, ideally, or is coming from a recycled uh, 
source or a certified organic source. And then you want to look at how is it manufactured and how is it used. In other words, when the consumer is using it, is this safe for their pet or for their, for their kids if you have kids in the house or yourself or your community or the environment? Uh, and then, of course, when the product is finished, what can you do with it? Is it either biodegradable or is it recyclable into something else? So you, I, I would say that, in short, I realize that's a lot of, that's a lot of things to be looking at mm-hmm. every, every time you're walking down the, uh, down the aisle. But I think that you, you want to just be careful when you see big phrases like, you know, if you see something like environmentally friendly or, you know, earth-friendly, you typically want to, um, as they say, peel back the onion a bit to understand what is the actual claim that the company is making, and is it really a legitimate claim? Right. What, is, what does that mean? Well, I, now I have, to, I have to do a cross-reference to a previous podcast. In fact, one we did today and should be up about the same time as this one, um, which is with climatecounts.org, and it's really interesting. They're, they're working to certify, uh, to, to rate, using 22 different criteria on a 0 to 100 scale companies um, for their, you know, being green, right? And they, they use different terminology, but really essentially that's what it is. And a number of different areas in terms of self, um, in terms of uh, measuring where they are and then remediation for, you know, how, what kind of delta they make and things like that. And we, we applaud those efforts. And one of the things that there was interesting, uh, they've only started with, I think, like 56 companies, but they're hoping they're, they're going to continue to grow it. But one of the things they mentioned was having a, a mobile phone service with a partner where you can be in the store and you can actually text to a certain number, uh, and this is a functional service right now, you can text to a number the name of a company, and it comes back with their, their score, the climatecounts.org score. Oh, interesting. Um, so, yeah, anyway, we're starting to see things like that, so it is getting better, because I, I don't know about you, you, you said that uh, it makes you want to, uh, you know, and I was thinking scream, because I see these, these marketing labels, and I, you know, what, what does it mean, you know, and that's the, that's the thing, is the devil's in the details, as always. It's very, it's very difficult for people to sometimes make their way through the hype. What we actually do in all of our products, on the, um, if you literally look on the front of our packaging, and uh, we do this on virtually all of our products, we've got a little uh, sort of graphic that says eco-advantages, mm-hmm. and we very specifically list what the environmental advantage is. So we don't really make claims outside of that area on the package, because frankly, our concept is, even if you didn't care about the environment, okay, our product needs to be so good that you would buy it, okay? And the fact, if you do care about the environment, then we're, the, we're sort of the no-brainer, right? Because we're making our products with certified organic or recycled or reclaimed materials. So in, our, in this little eco-advantages area on our package, you'll see something that might say, for example, I'm looking at one right now that's for one of our pet beds, and it says, filled with eco-rest recycled fiber blend, each bed uses the equivalent of over 48 recycled one-liter soda bottles. Mm-hmm. So you actually understand exactly what the environmental advantage is on every one of our packages. That's really cool, by the way, just on that tangent, uh, you know, the, the, turning the water bottles into fluffy pet beds. I see that on your website. And, and that, that's great because the plastic water bottles and, and the fact that, you know, in, in this country, I believe it's 8 out of 10 that don't get recycled. In Europe, I believe it's 9 out of 10 that don't get recycled. So that's, it's, it's always nice to hear about these other uses that we can put to things it's a it's a really good use of a you know of, of, of a material that would otherwise go to a landfill speaking of pet beds and pet toys okay this is totally has nothing to do with sustainability but are you do, you do you see this phenomenon of the pet completely ignoring whatever toy you buy and then going for the calluses and scratching posters how do you deal with this issue hey well you know that's that's a great question the and it becomes a sustainability question by the way well, that's for, true, I guess. for two reasons in the case of a cat scratching a couch by the way because if the cat doesn't use your product, that means your product is really, you know, is, is not being is not being utilized. And in fact, ends up probably being thrown. In our case, it could be put in a recycle bin. Some of our competitors' cases, it might be thrown into a landfill where it sits for 
you know, a thousand or two thousand years. But um, plus, you've got the couch that ends up in the landfill too, potentially, if if you don't come up with a better way to you know to, to keep the cat from scratching it. So yeah. I would say that you know dogs and cats can be finicky, and you know it's almost impossible to have one single product that will work for every single dog and cat. I mean, there's about 90 million cats in the U.S., about 75 million dogs. And each one has its own distinct personality. But from our experience, there are things that you can do in a product that make it much more attractive. And I'll use, to use your cat scratching example, mm-hmm. we, um, we sell a corrugated scratcher that's called a Super Scratcher and a Super Scratcher Plus. And um, it's the number one corrugated scratcher in the United States. You'll see it at most major retailers in North America. And the reason it's become the number one scratcher is because a couple of things. Number one... The product itself is made with a, with a honeycomb cardboard, which happens to be recycled, and it feels like tree bark, which is what a cat naturally scratches in nature, so they have a natural instinct to go to it. Okay. But that wouldn't do it for all the cats, so we pack it with 100% pure certified organically grown catnip. And the company, like it. <laughs> they, they love it. Okay, I got a full disclosure here. I, before I got on this phone call with you, it's a true story. Uh, or we're getting ready to do the interview, and uh, my audio engineer comes in, and we were talking, and he goes, hey, I just got to tell you, I just bought this product for my cat, and it went totally ape you-know-what over it. So uh, so a true, true story from the field there. I'm happy to tell I'm thrilled to hear that, and I'm happy to tell you it's a common Response because the combination of this, of the design of the corrugated, of the texture, of the density combined with the pure certified organic catnip makes it attractive to the vast majority of the cats. Now, it doesn't mean every single one loves it, but the vast majority do. So, to, to give you a little sense about how it works and why it matters, that attracts cats to scratch on, on a surface that's um, a healthier surface for the homeowner, to say the least, because you're not throwing away your couch, which can be pretty frustrating, right? Mm-hmm. Um, our product is, is literally made from recycled material, and it's recyclable after use, so you, you don't have to feel bad. You're, you know, your, your solution is getting thrown into a landfill. And then to answer this last question you had, which is, well, how do you make sure, right? Because your point was, well, how, what, what do you do for those really finicky cats? So we actually launched just this last year a for that small percentage of the cats that have not been attracted to the product, and unfortunately it's a very small percentage, we actually came out with two pretty cool items. One was a spray, a natural spray that you can spray, for example, on a couch or on, on wherever the cat is scratching, other furnishings, and it actually... Cats don't like the smell of it, so they stay away from it. Okay. That keeps them. And we also came out with a tape, a two-sided sticky tape, so that if, if, if that doesn't work also, and your cat continues to scratch someplace, if you were to put this, say, on your furnishings or on your couch, when the cat puts its paws against it, it's sticky and it's sort of uncomfortable. It doesn't hurt them, of course. They don't, they don't um, bad, yeah. But it's uncomfortable and it repels them away. So we're combining something a cat likes, a positive reinforcement, a place for the cat to go and scratch, combined with, if necessary, a deterrent to keep the cat away from the item. And when you combine the two of those together, you're gonna, you know, we're going to cover the vast, vast, vast majority of all cat-scratching challenges that I, most folks I, I like your I like your two-pronged uh, path of least resistant approach there. It's very comprehensive. We, we've had some bad uh, experiences with other products in the past in our own house with just, tr- just trying to do the negative, you know, the spray and some of the sprays of, well, A, they, they've been very, I, I think they're, you know, they're toxic and they smell horrible and they're, they're human repellents too. So uh, I'm definitely going to look into that myself. Um, that and, and I also understand I've I've heard through the grapevine that you guys ba- are basically have the number one organic catnip in 
in terms of best-selling product in, in North America. Is, is, is that the secret sauce here that, that you're spiking, uh, spiking it with this awesome organic catnip and the cats can't resist it? Well, I will, fortunately, it is true. Most cats really can't resist it. Um, and it has been a, um, I would call it a, a secret ingredient, although we disclose it very clearly on the package. Um, but it has been, a, it has been a, one of the secrets of our success over the last 10 years is that many folks who sell catnip in an attempt to, um, frankly, I think, cut costs for themselves, will often literally cut the catnip with things like alfalfa or hay. Mm-hmm. And that ends up being not as pure. And, you know, to the naked eye, many people can't see the difference, but cats are pretty smart. And cats really can tell the difference. So when you give, them a, when you give a cat a product, like in the case of certified organic catnip, a product that is really a much higher quality, that's 100% pure, and also... From a, from a health and sustainability perspective, has no chemicals, the response is really, really good. So, you know, you'll see our, our, you'll see our catnip now, you know, lo, again, large retailers like um, Target and Walmart carry it. In fact, it's been so successful that uh, they actually don't carry any other brands of catnip there at Walmart or Target. They only carry our certified organic. Oh, that's great. Well, that's very good for you guys. And, and, for, and good for the cats. And, right, good for the cats. Uh, well, what's good for the cats is good for the planet in this case. In this case. So I'm just curious about, uh, you know, one of the questions that we ask all our guests uh, on the show, and this is just moving away from the product side a little bit, is, uh, you know, do you guys, I know you guys consider yourselves obviously a leader in terms of, uh, the sustainability of the products themselves. What about as a company? Do you, do you guys perceive yourselves as a leader there? And if so, how so? Uh, yeah, well, we, we're, we're pretty proud of, you know, many initiatives that we do internally. I think probably like most organizations, we think there's, frankly, you know, a number of opportunities to continue to improve. Um, but we do, you know, for us, I'll say, and I'll get into the details of sort of our internal organization, but for us, the most important thing we feel like we can do is create these healthier, more environmentally sustainable products for pets and for people and for communities and the environment, and frankly, to show other businesses that, you know what, doing the right environmental thing can be profitable. And that's important from our perspective to show not only competitors in our industry and in other industries, but also the retailers to realize that, geez, having something out of, you know, 100% recycled content can um, provide a super quality product at a great value. And you can also feel a little better to know you're doing the right thing environmentally. So for us, that is sort of, I would say, the number one area that we contribute, so to speak. Um, but I'll tell you that we went through a pretty big um, process here when we moved, in, we moved into new offices here several years ago. And we went through a process with the county of Marin to get certified as a green business. And it was really a wonderful eye-opener for us because we, we, we were pretty proud that we were doing everything right. We were doing sort of all the obvious things. You know, we were buying uh, all of our paper, you know, was made out of recycled content. And we were, you know, printing. We, we bought a copier and a printer that allows to print on two sides whenever it was appropriate. We, you know, we were reusing scrap paper internally, uh, excess paper for scrap and otherwise. Um, but the, the, the county really helped us take it up a notch and raise the bar. And we did some interesting things. You know, in, throughout the entire office, we retrofitted the entire office with very um, – energy-efficient fluorescent bulbs, so so we did that throughout the whole office. Uh, We actually added switches, timers in every single office, so that if there was no activity in the office for 20 minutes, the lights automatically went off, which we were really happy about. Uh, We actually didn't realize when when we first moved in that there wasn't 
um, water conservation devices throughout all the things. So we actually changed out the toilets, for example, and made sure that uh, changed our, our landscaping to be more drought resistant. Um, so we did a number of things, you know, to the literal visit to the physical building, mm-hmm. in addition to what we were previously doing, you know, related to buying materials. We obviously recycle everything that goes without saying, you know, in our in that we use in an everyday, um, you know, part of the business. It does, it does go without saying in, in Northern California, I wish that were true in the, in the entire world and in the rest of the country even, but uh, yeah. yeah, I do appreciate in Northern California that that's sort of an obligatory that's thing. True. Yeah, true. Well, I really, I was thinking for a business like ours where sustainability is an important part, sure, absolutely. it would be pretty hypocritical not to be, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. recycling and buying recycled paper and, you know, doing those sorts of things. Right. But I think there's a long way to go. I mean, I, I think we're far from perfect. I'm, I'm very proud of what we do and I'm incredibly proud of the staff and the team we have here, but I think you know, I think we need to continue to raise the bar mm-hmm. so that we continue to get better every year. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important, you know, that, uh, you know, no, no one, even if they claim to be, is sitting on the, on the, the top of the, the mountain of environmental sustainability or living green or whatever. And even if you are, nobody wants to be preached to you anyway. So I think what's really important is as companies or individuals make discoveries about better ways to do things, whether it's the way you're living or you're driving or whatever it is, it's just to really just, you know, sort of enthusiastically share that with other people is something that a discovery that you've made and share the journey because everybody's going through the journey at different stages of it. So, you know, whether it's at a, again, at a corporate level, at a, you know, manufacturing level, or just at a consumer level, it's, it's important. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, I think we all have a, we all have a lot to learn and we all have a lot to share. Absolutely. So on that, um, on that note, what, what kind of educational initiatives are you guys involved with, if any, in getting the word out about, you know, with regards to your industry? Do you have anything that you can offer any, any pointers for our readers? Sure. I mean, we, for our listeners, rather. There <laughs> are readers on the website. <laughs> we, um, we, we think that the educational issue is probably one of the biggest opportunities that, that we have. And so, you know, from our perspective, we're doing education of our, for, of our customers, for our customers in a number of ways. First and foremost for us, because we're a consumer products company and because we have, you know, we're in so many stores across the country, you know, our products are a great opportunity to educate people. So on many, and we do many, many products, but on, when, whenever possible, we put related environmental information on our, on our products and our packaging. And, you know, we're selling, like I said, you know, well over a million products a month. So we know people are buying them and fortunately coming back and buying more. So it starts on our products. We, we encourage people to come and visit us on the web. And our website's got a pretty comprehensive environmental section on it. So, and we talk not only about pet-related items, by the way, but about a wide range of environmental consumer product-related issues. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole, what we call, wise guide on our site (laughs) that educates people about, you know, many of the issues we're talking about, we're talking about here. Um, Something else that we've done, and this is, this is sort of a combination here of health, pet health, and um, education is we created a system called the Complete Needs System where we identify the various needs of a pet and we actually put on our packaging these various needs and we educate the consumer about how the product fits into meeting those needs. We do it, the complete need system is actually on our mass brand that you'll see Smarty Cat and um, Pooch Planet and then in the pet specialty area like at the Petco's and PetSmarts, we have a different version where it's called Pet Links and that educates the consumer there about the various needs of the pet in a slightly different way, but it's quite, it's quite related. So for us, it's a combination of products, our website. We also do some outreach, um, you know, with media to educate them about issues surrounding pets, products, and environmental issues. 
Uh, but that's 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 the bulk of it. Okay. Well, great. Well, the Wise Guide certainly looks like a uh, <laughs> clever name, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like a good resource. So certainly uh, that looks like it's under the Wise Guide link on the main uh, WorldWise.com site. Just to give you a, a plug there. And I would be remiss in not pointing out there. I think there's a connection between we we have a, a green guru on our site who we've has been a previous guest on this program as well, uh, Deborah Lynn Dad, who's known as the Queen of Green. What, what's the connection with uh, Deborah and uh, WorldWise? Oh, I'm so I, I'm so I, I did. I actually didn't know that, and I'm so glad that you asked. We, um, <laughs> it's a great story. Uh, we actually, when Phil came to me, I mentioned in 1990, and said, we, my kids keep talking about this environmental issue. You know, we, we, we got to do something about it. Let's start a business. I actually, I went home, told my, I was fresh out of college, went home, told my mom, and she said, you've got to read this book by this lady, Deborah Lynn Dad. It was called Non-Toxic and Natural, and she right. had written it in the, in the 80s. And you know, I thought, oh, it's my mom. Okay, you know, sure, mom, I'll read it. Uh, I don't know if it really matters. It ends up that Deborah lived at the time in Marin County, and through um, another connection, we ended up meeting Deborah. She actually was one of our original. She was the first person that we brought in after Phil and myself into the business. Uh-huh. She was literally originally came on as one of our co-founders, literally, and um, I worked with her um, literally next to her uh, for two, three years straight. And I, I, I tell you that she, she probably had the greatest influence on me in understanding consumer product issues um, and the environment than anybody. Um, she's, been a, she's been a great friend and um, resource to our company for, for many, many, many years. Oh, well, that, that's great. I, I didn't know that whole story. And she is a very, very knowledgeable lady. She's super. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, great. Well, I appreciate you telling us that story. Yep. I was curious about that. Yep. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for being on the program, Aaron. Uh, we, you know, I definitely learned a lot, and uh, we would love to have you back again sometime if you'd be interested. Absolutely. Okay, well, great. And Aaron Lamstein has been uh, my guest today. He is the CEO of Worldwise, a maker of pet products. And uh, would thank you again, and we'll hopefully have you back again sometime. Great. Thanks so much. Thanks as always to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.